Welcome to the Life Self Mastery Podcast, where we bring in entrepreneurs who have created online businesses and improved their lifestyles. Here's your host, Rohit Malhotra. Uh, so, so Renny is, is an ex-Googler, Pioneer, Android developer, and global mobile app monetization expert. She, as a founder and CEO of CastBox, Renny strives to create a better world through connecting people with the power of sound using technology. CastBox is an award-winning global podcast platform that enables anyone to easily find, access, create, and enjoy spoken audio content. Uh, CastBox provides users with access to endless content in multiple languages from anywhere across the across the platform, including uh, Android, iOS, desktop, car, and smart home devices. Uh, Rene is a is an alumni of Peking University. Welcome to the show, Rene. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me here. Awesome. So, you know, um, as I mentioned, this is a very unique uh, show uh, because I'm using Livecast, which is a feature of CastBox, which allows me to record the, the podcast live and there are other listeners who can listen to our show. Um, and, uh, you know, as I mentioned, I'm, I, I don't get to interview founders whose app, uh, you know, I'm, I already used to listen to podcasts. So so what made you start uh, CastBox, Lenny? Uh, yeah, actually, it was about uh, four years ago. At that time, I was working for Google Japan. And okay. when I was in Japan, uh, I, it, take me about, it took me about a, uh, one hour to travel from home to office. At that time, I was always looking for different kind of uh, audio to listen. Uh, and uh, at that time, I want to listen to some English and also listen to some Japanese and uh, as well as Chinese. Uh, but there was no app at that time that I can find multi-languages uh, content. But the most important thing is that I think at that time, all the... Uh, most of the podcast app is kind of like a, uh, not like a moderator app. It's just like RSS thing. So I feel like, um, first is like the content, if I want to find it's very hard. Second is not smart enough to understand what I want and give me recommendation and even, you know, we can, I can discuss with other listeners, you know, talking like kind of like community based thing. There was nothing like that. So, and I was asking some of my other colleagues or friends nearby and they have all, they all have similar needs. Uh, so, but I think, oh, if there's no app like that and I do have, I do know how to develop, why not, you know, to develop by myself? So that's why I think at that time I think, oh, there's market need. There is like uh, some blank space to be, to be filled and I do have the, the, the technical skills to to develop the app, so that's why that was the time I quit Google and and then go uh, go back home to develop the first version of Castbox. But I, basically, it was from my you know my personal needs. Got it. And uh, you know you have a fascinating story uh, because you went back to, and went back to your hometown and you sold your house and bet everything on Castbox. So so what gave you that courage to to go ahead? Because you know a lot of people would not want to put all their eggs on the in the same basket. Um. Yeah. I truly. Um. It, it was a very fun fun like a conversation before I made the final decision of quitting the job. As you said, put all the eggs into one blanket. It it was like at that time I I do have a promotion offer. You know, within Google, and also I do get another offer. Uh, to go to Facebook. Uh, with higher salary and also I do have some like other opportunities to join other startup companies as right. an, like as a like a like a CEO or some other you know position or roles uh, right. but um, 
I and I share all these op- new opportunities together with my, you know, you know, my ideas of like doing this startup with my with my boyfriend. And I right. said, oh, how how do I make the decision? It was so hard. I mean, and all the other options seems really good, really great. Yes. Right. And yeah, and he gave me a very good, uh, very good suggestion. I think I can still remember today. Uh, he says that, oh, so this, I mean, he says that, oh, there was no, if you are, you know, you are a fan of sci-fi. I mean, sci, uh, you know, sci-fi is kind of like, uh, there's a, a methodology called a parallel universe. universe. It's, he says that there, there was no parallel universe. Even you choose one, you know, choose one option. Maybe right. it, it, it not went well, you know, at the end of the day. But if you choose other options, maybe it, it gets even worse. So you never know. And as, as he mentioned, there was no parallel universe. You can try all the options. So, I mean, and also he mentioned that even like um, maybe after five years, you think, oh, this was the best, the worst idea. But maybe after 10 years or even 20 years, you know, later, you may have different, uh, you know, feeling or, you know, Achievement, you know, other than some like a regular achievement or like different kind of different kind of thoughts, you know. So after 40, 20 years later, so right. besides that, if if this is true, so just follow your hearts. I mean, just pick one that you feel most excited. Just you feel like oh, you want to do that for your whole life, and just you feel like even you you even even you fail, you can still, you know, enjoy the experience. So that's why using his principle, you know, his his suggestion to me, I just uh, review all the options. I feel like all oh, this startup journey is the it looks like the most <laughs> exciting, you know, option for me. And also even I fail at the at the end of the day, I still gain a lot of experience. I still have a different view, you know, of seeing the world. And also I still have the opportunity to get a better version of myself, be bold, be stronger, be tough, and uh, you know, be you know, be and be optimizer. So this is like, uh, yeah, this was uh, the, about four years ago when we I made the decision. I I still think it's worth a try. Even I put all the eggs in the same blanket. So so what? <laughs> you know, I I I still has a lot of like gainings during the journey. Right, right. No, that, that that's something which is very inspiring uh, and bold. Uh, but uh, you know. It gave you all the more courage when you had those your first hundred thousand downloads. So, so how did you get your first hundred thousand downloads uh, for your app? Oh, uh, yeah, that's like um, at the very beginning. As I mentioned, when I go, first go back to my hometown, I didn't know anyone, anyone from the investor firms. So I sold my house and using right. the money I sold my house to do the promotion and uh, to to acquire the first uh, one thousand users. So okay. because yeah, the, the reason that because, you know, uh, there's a, uh, there's a little sensitivity because the, the ecosystem of, uh, mobile, mobile ecosystem is different from China to the US. So if I want to develop an app that can be downloaded by global users, the app cannot be, be used here. So that's why it's hard to, for me to get 1000 downloads from my friends or my fa- family near me because they are, most of them are in China. But the first version I developed is in the, is targeting to the overseas users. I didn't, uh, physically, I didn't, uh, I was not there. So that's why I using the money. I sold the house and do the promotion on Google AdWords to get the first, uh, to be out to get the first uh, 1 million users. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Awesome. 
And, and, and when you say that, uh, you know, uh, somebody in China, you, uh, is, is it true that you cannot target uh, mobile users in U.S. and in other countries? Yeah, yeah, because I'm using, I was, uh, I was using Google AdWords that time. Google AdWords is more targeting to overseas, to, I mean, to the global users because AdWords, they have no traffic in China because Google kind of like quit China about 10 years ago. So yeah. there was no Google search and no Google play. And, uh, as I mentioned, the first version I developed was Android because I'm a Android developer. So, okay. uh, there was no Google play. I can put, uh, in China, I can put there, put an app there. So that's why I have to publish the app overseas and using the Google overseas. Because, uh, as I mentioned, if I want to use, uh, AdWords in China, there's no way. So, so it's just kind of like a perfect fit, a fit. So, uh, the first one million, even today, I mean, we have about 28 million downloads until today and okay. zero of them, uh, are from Zero of them is from China. So, (laughs) yeah, so major uh, of our users are from the U.S., are from the European countries, and we do have some users from uh, South America and Korea and India, some other countries, but uh, no no Chinese users. Okay, got it. So you're saying you have 28 million uh, downloads. How how many users uh, would you have currently on CastBox? You mean, so how many users are daily active users? Yes. Uh, we have about 3 million daily active users and about 6 million, uh, monthly active users. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Right. So, you know, I, I got to know about Castbox from, uh, from Tim Ferriss, who is like, uh, one of the biggest podcasters. Uh, but, uh, you know, how's Castbox different from other podcasting apps, uh, especially like Stitcher uh, and Spotify, uh, Overcast and other, other podcasting apps? Uh, yeah, there are quite a lot of like, di- uh, differentiations between Castbox and other podcast app. Uh, one of the first differentiation is called in-audio search. Uh, we okay. are the only one, now it's, uh, the, it's the first one, and now it's the only one that has this in-audio search feature. For example, if you search your keywords, you know, in, in the search bar, there is a different kind of types, including the channels, the episode, and, and we have one type called, called, uh, audio and by clicking the audio you can see all the all the all the uh you know uh episodes that has keywords inside the audio has keywords mentioned about the query and by clicking the result you can jump into the exact meaning and the second of the of the uh, of the episode and uh, you know from where the keywords was mentioned i mean about like 30 seconds before the keyword was mentioned and we want to make sure you hear the whole sentence so this is a you know very unique feature and it's very tech heavy basically we transcribe all the top uh, podcast into into text change the audio into text at the same time and we at timestamp and then put it into the search engine to make sure uh, the, the search query, the search re- result is quite aligned with uh, the things, the query you, you want to search. This is the biggest and the first differentiation. And uh, the second differentiation of Castbox, we have a community inside Castbox. Right. Uh, most of the apps, including Apple, they, it's quite, you know, the, now listen to podcasts, it's very, 
is very frustrated before Caspers. You have to listen in Apple and go to Reddit to talk about, uh, you know, to talk about it. So if you see Reddit, there's a lot of like podcasts, especially for true crime podcast, a lot of like uh, subreddit talking about the, you know, the story inside the, inside the episode, you know, the background and all the things. Uh, but, um, here inside Caspers, we have a community feature where users can really have a real time discussion with others. And, uh, right. and also some really nice users will even add timestamp for certain, certain topic inside the audio, which, you know, is quite convenient for other users by clicking the timestamp directly to jump into the topics. It's kind of like user helps users and to better discover content. And, right. uh, yeah, so by, by the community, there are three features. First, uh, you know, users can better find content because you didn't need to, you know, listen to the whole episode, but to see some others' comments to understand whether or not it, it will be interesting. And the people, so this is one, uh, that one uh, useful feature. The second one that users can really help each other, uh, with certain questions. And it's kind of like community. People can enjoy and experience enjoy the, the app together. The third one that based on the podcast, uh, there can be a lot of interest. It's kind of like an interest community. People can, based on the podcast, to talk about their interests, their topics, their views, their insights, you know, on, not only on, on the, on, on the topic inside the podcast, but also, you know, other interests. So this is like a more like human social thing. Uh, this right. is a second, yeah, second, uh, differentiation. The third differentiation is live cast, which we are using here today. Uh, right. so for example, you know, during the, sh- why we using live cast? First live cast is free and it will be totally free. It took us a lot of like engineer efforts about, uh, I think about 10 engineer people developed for almost one year to finish this feature. And, uh, and this feature support Android iOS website, uh, etc. And this feature is, is like a two, we want to use this feature to support podcaster by, by two way. First, that, uh, they can better engage with the audience, which, you know, this is like a two sets engagement. It's kind of interactive, uh, conversation. And then, uh, podcaster can do the monetization by, by using livecast. For example, now I think I'm sending you a virtual gift with a applause. And by sending this virtual gift, you can get one star. And after you get the star, you can cash out inside Castbox because nowadays it's very long process for podcasters to get tips or donations from their, uh, from their users, including using, using Patreon or using some PayPal yeah. donation. It's a long, uh, long, long way. But by doing this, you know, if I do, if you do have a really loyalty, uh, listeners, if they do like you, they can send in your what you give to support you and uh, the, the podcasters can cash out whenever they want. So this is the second, uh, uh, the second thing we want to support to the podcasters. And this is, Labcast is also, uh, this is for podcaster support. And Labcast is also very useful to other, uh, to other scenarios. For example, nowadays we found some new, uh, you know, some younger audience, be- younger listeners began to launch their Labcast because it's easier, you know, it's one step. <laughs> Beside, you know, except my great firewall, you know, issues, the, the thing, the, this thing should go very well. But I mean, so, the so users can, you know, step using, using the iOS or Android by one step to launch their live cast and they be, 
and it can be recorded and uh you know I replay as a episode later. So this is can help users listeners change uh change from the the content uh, consumer to a content provider because it's kind of like reduce the bar of creating a content creating a podcast. So this is like the third differentiation between Castbox and other podcast app. This is the three main main things and. The, Beyond those three missing, we still have a lot of other, other small things, including we have Zen mode, which can help uh, to get sleep by listening to some content. We have more uh, audiobooks other than podcasts. We have uh, some better, you know, uh, download management uh, via the setting page. So there's a lot of like other small things inside the beyond the three major differentiations. But I, I, as I mentioned, that's three differentiations. We are the only one in the market and the first one who thought about that. And we're also trying to do more innovation uh, inside the industry to try to really bring the best experience to both podcasters and listeners. So, so yeah, so, you know, we, we, we were talking about, um, uh, about how, how your product is different. Um, you talked about some very interesting things about in audio search and community inside the app. Um, so, so when you when you say it's about in audio search, is is it more about uh, uh, you know uh, app getting sync with with an Alexa or a or a Google Home and people can listen uh, to uh, to Castbox? Uh, yeah, uh, it's uh, uh, yes and no. Uh, we do have like a lot of API we can pr- uh, provide it to, as you mentioned, Google Alexa uh, and uh, uh, like uh, uh, Google Home, uh, etc. But the in-audio search is another unique feature. It it uh, it lacks that. For example, today's after our conversation between you and me, all right. our audio will be transcribed automatically by technology into the text into our internal database. And then also for every sentence, we will add a timestamp there. For example, like the, uh, for example, when, if a user, for example, when, when said, said is a user now here listening to Castbox, he remembers that we are talking, we used to talk about Google before as a, as somewhere. He want to listen to my experience when working for Google. He, when he search Google, even though your description and the title of the episode or the channel didn't mention Google at all, but uh, because our conversations has the keywords of Google, and when when said search Google inside the Castbox, and he go to the the audio tab, it will say that from the ten minutes to ten minutes thirty seconds, we have the Google keywords mentioned. So when he click the search result. It will jump into the jump directly inside the audio into the ten minutes, and from the beginning of the sentence where Google was mentioned, so it kind of like uh, you can you can think it's like a Google search, but inside the audio. Got it, got it. And uh, you know, you you've also mentioned that you know, uh, Castle is like a Netflix for podcasting, right? Yeah. Where, where people can uh, you know, uh, users can can tell other users about the content, but but are you also going to focus on creating your own podcast? Yeah. Yeah, I do think so. Uh, uh, we do have some, uh, uh, as you mentioned about the original content, we do have some original content, uh, including the this song series, which we just launched this song series live show yesterday, the same time as today. And we do have some other original shows. 
And uh, I think original shows is also some of our efforts because we want to try to create a uh, deliver the best audio content back to the content back to the users. So this is also like a some of our uh, strategy and both like uh, to create a more high quality content as well as generate more users through this original content and but still the focus still will be on uh, on the social thing including livecast including the podcast uh, the com community so this is more like viral uh, you're talking about about the different features, and uh, yeah, I want to wanted to know about uh, you know the monetization feature, which is which is so different from uh, from other podcasting apps because most of the podcasters you know they find it difficult to monetize, and uh, there's also very difficult to find out what what are the analytics numbers. You know, we 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 uh, look at uh, you know uh, the number of downloads, but uh, you know there's no conclusive. Uh, uh, conclusion to you know what what kind of downloads do we have and how how do we monetize it so um, so so can you talk about uh, analytics uh, you know uh, how how does how does a podcaster know how many uh, you know downloads have happened and, and about the monetization you know uh, how can, how can a podcaster come and monetize uh, his show on 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 uh, uh, Castbox yeah. Uh for for Castbox, I do understand because the podcast industry is now still not a a big industry regarding to the monetization world, right? right. From the usage of it, it's already, it's a kind of like a majority people, especially in the US, majority people are listening to a podcast. But so monetization world is a small market, only about 3 billion. I mean, uh, right. advertisement revenue last year, which compared to music, which is 100 billion market. So, um, right. I do think there's a lot of potential. As Castbox nowadays, we are not eager to monetize at this moment because we do have, uh, raised, uh, uh, I think more, almost 30 million US dollars until today. And, uh, uh, we still have enough cash in, in our, you know, in, in our bank account. So because we do, uh, have some investors who believe in the future of the audio, spoken audio space and want to support us. So for us, we are not that eager, but uh, we want to make sure that the podcasters can make money first. So right. that's why all the features now we are developing is try to find a way for podcasters to monetize. Uh, I, I, I can share two, two things that, uh, uh, we are doing today. First, we have a premium feature. It's kind of like uh, for, for podcaster, if they go to their, uh, go to the creator studio inside the cast box, they can, uh, they can upload a, a channel, but make it a, uh, premium uh, there's a feature uh, there is a button inside the creator studio of castbox that, that uh, upload a uh, premium content so by upload the premium content they can uh, kind of like uh, charge the users by by month by year uh, you know by subscription or by one time purchase uh, you know to to consume the content including consume bonus episode, consume the whole channels or consume, you know, certain episode or like, uh, like, uh, like, uh, old episode or the, the most related episode. And for this kind of, for, for the revenue from this, those premium content, uh, Caspers as the first six months, all the money, uh, Exclude uh, the the money by Google Play or Apple Store, they will take 30%. So all, all the money we got 
we got from Google Play Apple Store at the first six months. All the money I will share, 100% of the money Casper's got will share to the podcasters. After oh, six okay. months, yeah, after six months, still majority of the money, like 80% of the money Casper's get will share to the podcasters. We do need a portion, you know, to, to make the, the, the system, uh, uh work. And uh, also with the lab card, the same, all the tips you got, podcasters get after Casper's uh, get from the Google Play or Apple Store, the, all the revenue, uh, 80% will go to the podcaster. We did take a 20% because the, the lab cast took a lot of like traffic to, to make sure the audio is, uh, is, you know, is working to make sure that uh, you know, to make because all the all the message, all the audio still cost a lot of bandwidth cost. So that twenty percent is not for cast boss to profit, but only to try to cover some cover some of the cost. Uh, we try to maintain the maintain the the connection. So, but still, the majority of eighty percent will go to the uh, go to the live casters who who get the donation. So, uh. As, as I mentioned, at this moment, we want, we do not want to, um, at this moment, we do not want to, uh, to, to monetize at all. We only want to maintain the basic cost to try to make sure we are sustainable in the long run. But we yeah. want to try to build more features to have podcaster to monetize. Because if podcaster can monetize, and more podcasters will come in and the current podcaster will spend more time to create even better content. And then the industry will grow and we will benefit with one as one of the players inside the industry and try to share our portion, you know, when the, when the pie gets bigger. So this is, you know, our strategy on monetization. So only focusing on helping podcaster to monetize. Um, there are some, but I do agree with you. You mentioned about that uh, because like the, it's very hard for podcast uh, industry making money because people's users mindset is that uh, podcast is free. So this right. is still people's mindset. So that's why when I said live cast, it's not typically podcast. It's more social. It's more kind right. of like, like interaction or directly. So it's maybe can try to get rid of the, the old mindset of a free podcast, but into some, oh, I should tip someone for his really good service. Right. I should support my podcast because I have personal relationship with him. I want to, him to survive in long, in long time to, to make a continually to create a better content. So it will be a totally different mindset. So. That that was our uh, strategy and our thought behind behind the uh, behind the the wall. Got it, got it. And, and so, you know, are, are you okay to share the revenue numbers that you've done, or are you just going to focus on on building uh, uh, building a user base for now? Uh, for customers, you know, we are only focusing on building the user base now because uh, I don't know whether you 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 have checked the most uh, updated. Uh, about the uh, the Edison report of podcast since uh, this year uh, podcast become become from a majority a minority thing go to a majority thing so it was a cute quite a huge thing because if the majority audience came into it, it means that it will grow even faster there's a, a accelerator there so right. at this moment we want to catch the trend of 
you know, getting more users. So monetization part, we do not that care. We do have some, you know, some very small display ads to try to make sure we survive because we don't want to, <laughs> the company didn't want to die as before that they happen. So we want to, to make sure that the team are survive, but still we, we only focusing on, on user growth. Just try to monetize a little bit, try to survive the, the team. Yeah. Got it. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, I, I I would want to talk about uh, Spotify because uh, you know they they come serious about podcasts with uh, with two acquisitions which is Gimlet Media and Anchor recently and uh, what I've also realized is my my traffic ninety uh, percent used to be dependent on Apple but uh, now you know Spotify is taking some share of it so um, so are you worried about Spotify uh, because you know they uh, they've also come into India they're launching the IPO um, so you. You know, is it is it David versus Gallup sort of a sort of a war with other podcasting apps, or uh, you know, uh, uh, what do you think about other other podcasting apps? Uh, yeah, I think uh, this is a really good question. This is all the things we are continuing to think every day about our position here in the industry. So right. first, I would say that I do appreciate that podcast Spotify, including Google and some big companies, Luminary, all this like. Uh, uh, you know, people began to jump into the podcast industry with maybe with a lot of money and with a lot of like, uh, PR results. Uh, uh, so this is a good thing to be honest because it's make the industry bigger. So, uh, Caspos as a startup com- company, we can, um, it's very hard for us to educate the, the market. Uh, also to try to, try to make sure other listeners can gain their experience, their, their habits or their, their, um, uh, their behaviors to listen to podcasts. It's very hard for startup come to do that, but it's right. possible for these big giants, you know, jump into with a lot of marketing, with a lot of like, uh, budget spending on, on education. The market spending on, uh, trying to draw new users to the industry, to, to the, to the, to the landscape. So first I do appreciate it. even this is the only way we can make the pie really bigger. Right. And uh, the second thing, what we want to say that, uh, uh, how we can really, um, really catch the trending when those big giants educate the market and how to, how do I find our position at the end of the day? Uh, I just take first we should understand uh, the users what uh, understand our you know other players how and why and uh, why they are doing and how they are doing. Right. I take Spotify for example because as you mentioned Spotify Spotify is an IPO company so you can get all the financial data you know for a public company. Right. You can you can you will mention one thing, eighty uh, percent of their revenue go to the content provider for music. I mean, right. so if you see last year, the, the, their, their financial report, all the money, 80% of their money, they, they have to pay for the content providers, the three uh, uh, audio label company. So, and and they are still, it's, they are uh, growth, uh, and also they spend more, even more money to, for user acquisition and to the company operation. So it's really terrible, especially as I mentioned, 80% of the revenue went to the, went to the music labels. And also when, if you see the Spotify, uh, uh, as a, 
at the same time, if 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 you take care of their uh, uh reports, they mentioned that for every user, for every song they listen, they will spend about zero point zero 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 one U.S. dollars to to the to the uh, to the to the uh music labels, music label companies. It means that if they if they have more users, if the users use more Spotify, they have to pay more. So it will not, not, it, there was, there was kind of like, uh, the cost will, will never get down or like by average. So, and that's why they want to jump into the podcast industry because they want to cut down their content cost. So because uh, users, if they can spend half of their time on spoken audio, it means their, their cost of music will, ha- Jump down, but the podcasts are most podcasts are free. So yeah. I think from this is one strategy for them. And the most important thing is that if you see the other like Amazon and Apple, they are they began to do more music. You know, especially for for the the, the Apple's CEO, the recent uh, uh, speech on WWBC, he mentioned that uh, Apple will change from device company to a service company, which means he will put more effort on service, including. Uh, you know, music service. So it was a, it would be a terrible, uh, uh, competitions, uh, environment for Spotify because, um, Apple has even more device, you know, even more distribution channels compared to Spotify. They have to purchase their users instead of Apple has do have their device of Apple Pod or like Apple uh, iPhone or, you know, all the other, you know, even, even CarPlay. So right. it means that, um, and also like it means and also Apple will cut thirty percent of Spotify's revenue and but Apple will share one hundred percent of their revenue of their Apple music revenue. So it can it can be a damage for Spotify if they only focus on music. So that's why from strategy they have to expand their their world from Spotify to, to uh, from music to podcast or other spoken audio. Uh, yeah. yeah. So this is like, this is a so methodology. We have first to understand why they move. And then we are talking about how they move. So because Spotify is already a destination, uh, a distribution platform, a destination for, for, for the, for the content. So why, so that's why his acquisition is more focused on hosting on, on content creators, on content networks. So. This was he tried to kind of like close the loop by, 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 uh, by do the acquisition, uh, on, I mean, on the, on the, uh, on, on the top side. So this is like how they are doing this. So, so if we think about that, then we know what we should do. So first, I do think that by, by, uh, by Spotify jump into the podcast, if he's, Willing is saving cost. If he's doing is try to acquire hosting and, and the content creation. So he's still doing the podcast in the podcast way. So, so that's why our, you know, because of their move, uh, in, in these steps. So we try to put more of our efforts in putting our efforts in more, make Casper's more social way, not podcast way. Right. So. That, that's why we are, we are trying to compete in different, uh, in different channels. So they, they will maybe, they will, because they do have a lot of like 200 million, uh, active users, they do have, they do have a lot of money because he's public company, but he's doing in podcast way. And yeah. then we try to do that. How we can make it easier for podcasters to better engage with their audience? How we can make the podcast, uh, uh 
inside Caspar's more social. How we can make the interaction more modernized or like more uh, interact, more more charming, and how we can build more relationship between the podcasters and the listeners. So that's why our focus efforts since two years ago, since we already know Spotify. Integrate the podcast into uh into their main app. We began to do the live cast. We began to tour the community. So nowadays, if you see Castbox and Spotify, we are we are not totally different thing. We are more modernized, uh, social and community based. Uh, uh, like a kind of like spoken audio and the podcast is still very heavy. Uh, podcast industry app with hosting, with content creation, original content, and with a uh, with uh, like RSS subscription. So that's why I think maybe within one or two years we will be total different. So the same as other like Google and uh, some other competitors. Same, we try to be more innovative because they will not do because they want to be as safe as possible because they want to. To, to reduce the cost. So they will not try all the innovation steps. But we are different. We, we do not have a very heavy 80% of revenue go to the content cost, uh, you know, the, 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 the pressure from that part. So we try to make sure we are more light. We put more innovation, crazy, creative ideas inside the industry. Yeah, interesting because, you know, you, you're looking at social and community, uh, to make yourself, uh, you know, different from other podcasting apps, as well as you, you're also looking at monetization, uh, which, which keeps you apart from other, other apps. And now, you, you know, you've raised around $29.5 million and you got investors like SIG, China, IDG Capital. Now, how did you get, uh, you know, investors interested in, a, in an industry which, uh, where, you know, there's a lot, uh, uh, where there was not a lot of, uh, interest? Yeah. Uh, so, as I mentioned about four years ago, it was even harder for uh, investors to look into the podcast industry because there was even less, uh, for less attention there before Spotify, Google came into the industry. So, right. but I do believe the spoken audio would be the future. So right. as I mentioned, so if you see all the, especially with 5G, uh, I mean, there would be a huge change after 5G. All the devices, can be connected into into the internet because 5G can make the the cost of the battery really slow and can make the connection really fast. So it means that you can get all the devices connected, but not all the devices will have screen. Most of them maybe have only like a, a audio input and output. So that would be if that they come. That will be a huge different. All the things will be interactive. All the things will be social. All the connection will be happen without phone, without screens, without, uh, current the day we are seeing. So this, this was my belief at the beginning. So when I talk to the investors, I'm not four years ago, but I'm not talking about the podcast. I'm talking about the, the, the 5G thing. And because at, even at that time, the, the 5G and the network is already talking. It already has something there. I said that if one day this happened, spoken audio would be huge because the right. if all the devices and also the five G will make all the all the uh not all the uh calculations still happen in the local device into your end device. But if five G happened because the internet is going faster, all the calculation will be uh kind of like uh, uh in in cloud. 
all the so it means that the AI, the interaction, the the artificial interaction, uh, it would be machine learning would be a big thing, and it makes the interaction of the audio happening soon. So. And and that's that's what one story I share with my uh, investors at the very beginning. So if it if it was a future, you should invest in the future, right? So it would be like uh, and also we begin with podcasts because it's a there's a existing users, there are existing free content, there are existing uh, behaviors, and there are existing small ecosystem. So it's kind of like the best entry for us. But as I said to the investors, oh, I will make the entry first, but try to make things more social, more, it's including audio search, more smart. And then when the 5G day came, I will make the, the, the platform into a, into a huge, uh, smart, um, Kind of interaction between people and the people and between people and the information. And they do believe in this story. And, uh, and also we, that's why we, we do get a lot of support from the investor for long run. So I told them we are not going to monetize soon because I don't think uh, like uh, it can be monetized. And we want to make sure those audio content creators can make money first. And then they can survive until the day when, when 5G, when the, when the new world is coming. Got it. And, and you know, how, how big is your team and is your entire team based out of China? Uh, no, we have, uh, now the, the headquarters is in the US. Uh, I'm only here for, like, uh, for, for visiting, visiting some engineer here. So the whole team, we have about 70 people. Uh, we have 50 people, uh, focusing on the task force development. And we have another, uh, 20, uh, less than 20 people, team members. Uh, who are working on a blockchain project. We also have a blockchain project inside Casper to try right. to make, make the monetization even quickly and, uh, and, uh, and happen soon. So, and, uh, and the majority of the team members, uh, are, are engineer and, uh, we do have two offices in the U.S. One is in New Jersey, another one is in Palo Alto. And we are going to open another small office soon in uh, Los Angeles. And, uh, we, we have another office in Korea. And, oh, right. uh, yeah, and we do have another European team members, but he is now uh, working in Beijing office, but sh- maybe one day, he, uh, is she, I'm sorry, it's she, Valentina, she may back to the European to, to open the branch office there. And uh, some other engineers are in China. This is like the current uh, team structure and the current team members. Got it, got it, and uh, and you know, I, I wanted to come uh, talk about Content Box, which is which is which I believe is your blockchain platform, correct? So, yeah. Yeah. So, what made you come up with uh, Content Box, and and why why blockchain? Yeah. Uh, so for Content Box, Content Box is quite interesting thing because I did believe in the blockchain is the future together with five G. So, um, because um, how to it's it. It's a little bit complicated, but I can explain a little bit. So as okay. I mentioned, when the 5G came, all the devices will be kind of like, uh, inter, uh, network connected. So it means that it's kind of like a fragmented in the world, you know, in every day. So, and also it means that all the connection between people and people and people with the information is easier and quickly and kind of like no delay and no, uh, uh, kind of like a, uh, more, more smart. And at that time, 
it's kind of like not a centralized industry. It's not a centralized world anymore. It's quite a decentralized world. So you can see that every people, every device is a node of the world. And uh, I think there's like, uh, uh, and by blockchain, I think it's a, the best way to connect all the all the nodes together. So the blockchain is based on uh, its, its position, counterpart position as a distributed network and infrastructure for the content industry and try to build a new new era of the of the content and by blockchain it can support a lot of things for example they can support the content marketplace which users can decide or like by by supply and demand user can have the the can have the uh, the power to decide how much this content should worth and also by by the by kind of like a small mini pet which is also kind of like application on the blockchain it can make the content creators to make a small mini uh small mini pet mini launch pad to kind of like uh get get uh, donations or get the the fundings from from their followers from individual investors and by using this money they can create content and all the investors can who sh- who do the investment can share a small portion of the revenue when the content was live and all the things can happen can be written in smart contract which can make sure no people are lying all the content are all the, all the smart content the smart contract all the behaviors will be do anonymous but uh, kind of like open source and automatically without any centralized thing so this is this was like uh, because as i mentioned all the in the future, all those things will be decentralized and, and all the behaviors can be, can be take as a kind of like a minor and to try to um, take a certain small portion of one, like one big thing and then share, uh, and every contribution can be, can share a small portion of the revenue in the future. And as I mentioned, all the things will be recorded on chain. And this is what's kind of like, a, you can think like a bank, but uh, maybe with, uh, with more, with more technology, with more, uh, algorithm. So, and this can be really, quite aligned with the content. So it may be, <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I, I don't think I can make it clear, but it's a long, long story. So okay. basically, I think just like a fa- Facebook does a Libra, he's doing yes. Libra with like a, with a payment thing. Okay. And we are doing content both with a kind of like a content infrastructure to try to make all the behaviors happen inside the content can be happen aligned with the financial uh, coins and also try to uh, financial tokens and try to make all the behaviors be reward and uh, try to make all the like uh, all the financial loop smaller and try to make sure more people uh, especially for content good content creators can make as more money as they want so but i don't think blockchain will happen within this year because we are still building the basic infrastructure and also we still need one or two more years to build the middleware uh, it's kind of like a prototype and then we still need one another one years to build the D app decentralized applications based on blockchain and uh, based on the based on the middleware so uh, that would would happen within four or five years, but that as as end of the, that day, it will be totally different from the, 
the thing happened today. So it's this is like uh, how content bots work, and uh, because it's very tech heavy, so I don't I don't know whether like uh, whether like the audience can can understand it very clear. Uh, but I mean. For my part, I, I do think like both 5G blockchain would be, would totally change the behaviors today. And just like the internet had changed, uh, you know, the, the, from the traditional industry. So, okay. uh, yeah. And also I do believe that, uh, uh, especially Facebook launched their liberal project. It's really a good sig- signal for all the blockchain industry to try to understand, oh, this is a way that we can, we can really leverage blockchain into the real world. Got it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I don't remember the content marketing uh, company, which was uh, where, you know, they, they would give you a little bit of your, of the cryptocurrency uh, for writing articles. But, uh, but uh, would you also look at, creating your own cryptocurrency like cash box cryptocurrency uh, which you know you can give it to uh, to content creators uh yeah we we do have a token called box uh okay. now we, we do have some box tokens to to some investors and uh, and also we for example some like if some trivia game is like casper we also use the box tokens as a reward to the to the winners so but i do not think the incentive as a token is a most, uh, uh, most use, use case for content box. Because if you only doing that for incentive, you can do that in a lot of ways. You can use it in US dollars. You can use it in that some virtual gift. No need to have a blockchain. Yeah. But I mean, it can be used. Definitely it can be used as an incentive to, to try to promote, try to make sure that the user are doing certain, certain things. But I think one day the token wouldn't be because it's a kind of like a token is kind of you can you can take it as a money can be programmed so if so it's kind of like it's not if it's money can do the incentive but uh, do money can be programmed it will be do will be useful more than incentive right yeah so um, i want to quickly do the top three uh what's your favorite business book Oh, my favorite business book. Do you know, uh, there's a, uh, there's a, uh, Chinese, uh, war book called the Sunzi, Sunzi Binfa. Yeah. It was, yeah, yeah, it was a really good book. So, I, it was my favorite book. And, um, they also, there's one sentence I like most in the book. They said that the best war is not win during the war, it win before the war. So it means that if you do a really good strategy, understand the enemy, understand yourself, and do a lot of like thinking besides the, be, be, before the war, you can project whether or not you can win in the war. So it's kind of like, uh, uh, it, it's even more important than fighting in the battle. So this, it, it was uh, like a really, really a lot of intelligence in, inside, intelligence inside the, inside the book. Very interesting. And, you know, if you could go back in time when you started working on CastBox, uh, uh, you know, what is the one thing you would have focused on or is there anything you would have done differently? Uh, so I think, um, uh, how to say that? I think CastBox, um, it's, it's a very hard question. I never thought of that. So uh, if I think CastBox, uh, so do you mean that if I, Go back again. What I will yeah. think differently. Yeah, yeah. If there's a time machine, you can go back to two thousand two. <laughs> I never thought of that. To be honest, I feel like um, whatever I should do, 
definitely. Okay, so uh, uh by the way, there are, there was some uh, something I didn't do very well. I think I can change that. Uh, uh, in the future, for example, I think at the very beginning, um, when we first launched our US branch, we did have some not not that suitable team members. But okay. at that time, I was so exhausted to try to build the local team in the US because at that time, we already get millions of US users. We try to find the local team member as soon as possible. So I, I did hire some not that suitable. They are good, they are nice people, but just not suitable. So it was a disaster at that time. And if I went that back again, I would be slowed down to try to um, hire slow, to try to take more time to think, to interview, to 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 ask friend to do the recommendation. So we did take a, a lot of efforts, you know, to try to uh, clean the, the that team and but now the, the team members is really great and the non-suitable guy already left but it was a really bad ex- experience i should uh, i should really <laughs> i really want to change that part to be small slow in, in when hiring got it got it and uh, do you have any favorite online tools example gmail slack uh linkedin uh, so, so you mean the the apps that I use every day, right? Yeah, yeah. Other than Castbox, yeah. Other than <laughs> yeah, because if I see my battery cost, Castbox almost the first one because yeah, I use yeah. Castbox most of the time. Yeah. So let me see what else I install. Oh, I'm sorry, only Castbox. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So, oh, oh, by the way, I, oh, there's another app. Uh, I'm not sure you, whether you're familiar with, because I, I do use Facebook Messenger, WhatsApp, as well as Telegram. But okay. uh, I, I think among all the communication apps, I think WeChat is the best. I do not, I do not know whether you know WeChat. Uh, so we, WeChat, WeChat yeah. yeah, yeah. It's really, I mean, the, the features of WeChat is much, much more stronger than all the other messaging apps, including Kakao, oh. including, including WhatsApp. Yeah. So what, what's, uh, WeChat was amazing. So, but the only thing that is more, most uh, useful in the Chinese community, not in, in some overseas or like global wise. Global wise, yeah. I'm still in the Facebook, but the functionality of WeChat is the best. So, and also the most important thing, they try to build a lot of like, uh, uh, beyond the, the basic communication f- features, they try to build an ecosystem behind them. You can basically do everything in WeChat. You can buy things, even buy a house. And uh, you, you can do all the like, uh, like, uh, like, yep thing, like uh, doing the, the rest- uh, restaurant interview review. You can book a salon. You can do everything inside the WeChat. It was much, much strong than, than Facebook. I mean, just from the ecosystem part. No, you're absolutely right. WeChat, along with Alipay, has has really changed the the digital payments ecosystem of of China. So, uh, what they've done is is absolutely uh, brilliant. Uh, now, do you have any last uh, you know uh, uh, thoughts or advice to to listeners uh, on how how to build a software company and uh, or to or to build their own company? You know, what, what would be your advice? Uh, because there's, there are a lot of people who have the nine to five jobs, but uh, but you've been brilliant. And you've you've been bold enough to uh, to you know uh, to uh, to build such a such a great uh, product, and uh, you know, you're from China, but you left your job and you built a build a kick-ass team in US. So, so any any last thoughts on that? Uh, 
Yeah, uh, I would prefer that to the audience. And uh, if you really want to do your own startup, just try it. Never, never give up. This is the only thing I want to share. Because during the journey, there were too many blocks, too many difficulties. So, yeah, so the only thing that I saw that um, do not give up. If If you give up, at the early stage, you will not experience the, the later beautiful things. So please, please be, be hold on, be stable. Please try to, you know, try to, try to hold on. And, uh, that would, uh, would be the only, only advice. Got it. And, and what is the best way people can reach out to you and, and know more about Taskbox? Uh, yeah, because we have, we do have a live cast, uh, that's, uh, live cast, uh, help center every day. And I try to be there. And also sometimes if I'm not there, my team member was there, was there. So people can join and call us, uh, call us. And, uh, and then, uh, this, this was, uh, the best way. And also I'm, I'm like, uh, I will have like, uh, uh, I can type my email here. So if like uh, if any of you try to email me, feel free to feel free to uh, send an email to me, and I can I and I will re- reply as as far as as far as I saw it. Yeah, Renee, this this was a super fun interview, an interview which I've never done before, and and uh, you know thank you very much for coming onto the show, and thank you for the listeners for 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 coming over and listening to our our talk. I uh, really appreciate speaking to you. Thanks for listening to the Life Self Mastery Podcast, where we teach you how to start and grow your online business. For more information, visit Rohit's blog at www.lifeselfmastery.com.